everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels, regularly drop the articles from our speech, and laugh like hyenas. <sighs> HBs, I have to level with you. It's 11 o'clock at night, and I'm having a really hard time writing this intro. So this week, we are jumping right into Brooklyn Air Part 2. I'm sorry, but it's so tired in here. Here we go. Oh, hey, Erin. Oh, hello. How are you? Gorgeous. I'm doing great. We're wearing matching shirts. We are. We Mm -hmm. super are. Look at us in our heaving bosom swag. Is this like when the band wears their own shirts to do their concert? You mean... Or like you wear the shirt of the band that you're going to the, the band show of? Yeah, you mean like the sexiest choice? Is that what you're... <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I once did that for a boyfriend who was in a band and I didn't know anything about... Me. I don't listen to music. I'm not a music person. I don't go to concerts. I don't like them. So I find them didn't... noisy. And you didn't cramped. know if he sucked or not? Oh, no, he sucked. He was helped. bad at music. Oh, oh good. <laughs> it, it was, he was in a, a like a Jesus-y death metal band. Oh, that guy. Yes. It was like, rah, 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 Jesus. <laughs> rah, 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 Christ. Like, it was like that. <laughs> yep. I'm and so <laughs> I, I think, like, I would try to, like, Act, I would try to be very supportive of the situation. I don't know how we got off on this tangent, but I tried to be like real supportive of the thing and be like, mm-hmm. "You're banned, yay!" <laughs> and but I think he sensed it because I'm really bad at that. I'm really bad at fake enthusiasm. As you, you are, know. it's one of my favorite things about you because I always know where you stand, regardless <laughs> uh-huh. of what you say. At least on enthusiasm, you always know. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I wore the shirt of his band to the concert to be like. I'm girlfriend of I'm band singer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm here. I am for you. And he was so embarrassed. And he like made me switch shirts with like another person. It was like a whole thing because you're not supposed to wear the shirt of the band to the concert of that band that you're going to. Oh my god! And I was like, give me a break. I'm embarrassed too. <laughs> like we're all embarrassed here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't even say that because you're like really into Jesus. You're not I mean, supposed to right. do it. You're not supposed to be like Jesus when they're really mm-hmm. into it. Oh, no, man. I know. He wasn't supposed to do a lot of things that he may or may not have done in your life. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. Uh, and then in his new relationship, he did not kiss his wife before marriage. No. I'm glad he remained wholesome for her. <laughs> incredible mm-hmm. wow yeah mm-hmm. that's commitment right there i, gotta, I think he may have had to it. be like born again after our relationship wow <laughs> is this fun is this fun hb is, is this fun is this a I'm good conversation fun. right out the gate <laughs> anyway i think that's what we're doing i think we're wearing the shirt of the thing to the thing and good. it's probably it's worse if you're in the choice. band you know i don't give a shit all right anyway it's buy our sexiest. merch wear buy it to our merch. thing Whatever that thing may be. Mm -hmm. We're to KissCon 2027 or whenever that (laughs) happens again. Or PodCon. You never know. PodCon. Does anyone know? Hi, listener. Do you know someone at PodCon? um, (laughs) Do you know someone who does do world tours that might be interested in putting us in some kind of a world tour? Would go. Would go. (laughs) 
caveat would have to be quit your job level money. So like, right. Just would have to be serious monies. (laughs) I would have to negotiate. Also, we would need to take two children and at least one dog. So just, yeah. Accommodations for them. Yeah. Yeah. But don't let that dissuade you because we give good podcasts. We're worth it. We're We're worth it. it. (laughs) Speaking of being worth it, I don't remember a damn thing about this book. It was like six weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we read this book, then we waited two weeks to record it. Then we recorded part one. And we did a whoopsie part two-parter. Whoopsies. Whoops, we didn't mean to. Then we took off a week to do the Wildly Tarot fun times. Situation. So then we read a a book in between. And then then last weekend you did... And then you recorded with Andy. Yep. Anyway, it's been a while, okay? It's been a minute. But not for me, because I decided I was so fucking responsible this week, Erin. Good job. No, it's a goddamn feat. Like, Mm -hmm. I... And I think on on Thursday or Friday, I was like, I will flounder so hard if I don't make this choice right now. And so I mm-hmm. I listened to it from the middle point where we left off down, and mm-hmm. I have notes. All right, so where, okay. Who has my trophy? I ask you, listener. <laughs> I do. Oh! It's a podcast it's, doesn't suck as much as it could have. All right, okay. Where did we leave off, Melody? Well, Erin, I'm so glad you asked because yeah. we we left off when they had that. Remember that really, really, really fucking awkward, horrible conversation in his mm. office where she was like stress mm. dusting his office. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, and vaguely. She, yeah and she and he like she didn't let him say how he felt about anything she was just like is mistake i'm now Mm -hmm. that woman i I do recall yes my boss and so that's where they are right now so she goes back to therapy she's doing a bouncy with ramon physical therapy that's the one yes because if you went to regular therapy psychotherapy and you did a bouncy with ramon that would be unethical and that would be many listener would wonder who is ramon so Ramon. I just wanted to yeah. be clear. Are you doing a, a therapist bad right now, Ramon? It turns <laughs> out no. No malpractice is happening right now. Because keep in mind, our heroine does have a head injury for this the yeah. entirety of this book. <laughs> From slipping. So you never know. In book two, her, exactly. In book two, her brain might stop bleeding and she may be like, who is this guy? What am I doing here? You never know. All right. Okay, so now she has a conversation with the doctor, and he says that she needs to stay out of work one more week. And she's like, oh, I really need to show my face in the office. And, like, it's so stressful. It's a burp, burp, burp. And really low-key, she's like, the doctor obviously is shocked about this because he does think that I am boning his boss. And wait a sec, or my boss. And wait a second, mm-hmm. I I am boning my I boss. Am. I am. I did do that. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that impression is now correct. That's right. So now she walks outside and she's like, ooh, the beautiful spring air in New York. And don't get me wrong, that is fucking magical. But it makes her feel all of these like springtime Twitter-pated feelings. And she can't stop thinking about Nate, obviously, as the focus of her Twitter patient. Sure. So she keeps on fantasizing. Do you remember this fantasizing, this fantasize she has about Nate I just said out loud? I definitely do. Just to remind me a little bit. Well, it's all <laughs> it's all about so he like walks into the room and he gets under the covers with her and she's like, Nate, 
you shouldn't be here. Oh, and he doesn't yes. say a word. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he, he says nothing. <laughs> and she tries to push him off and be like, "But our jobs." And he's like, <laughs> "Just." And he's like, "Turn yeah. over," but he doesn't mm-hmm. say anything. He just like moves her over, and then mm-hmm. he takes her panties aside, and like she says, they're half-hearted attempts to dissuade him from sex, and mm-hmm. he just puts it in her. It and doesn't goes. matter. It's a dream. It can be wholehearted. It, yeah. It's still a dream. It can be whatever the fuck you want if that's what turns mm-hmm. you on. So she's thinking to herself, am I a feminist anymore? <laughs> and all of us are here to say, yes, ma'am. Yes, you are. You're a self-proclaimed badass. So you're fine. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's review. Your politics do not need to line up with your bedroom wants. That's all. They do not. All right. So now she realizes in that moment that I'm like, let Nate talk about what mm-hmm. he wanted, how he wanted things to mm-hmm. go. Hot. She just cut him off at the knees. And so she's thinking to herself, I don't even know if he wants a future with me. But that's dumb because I am lowly secretary and so there could be no future with us. And it's a whole thing. So now she wants to go to a hockey game in Brooklyn, but she doesn't want to go sit in the box and she doesn't have any tickets lined up. Mm-hmm. So she abuses her fucking sister in their apartment. She's mm-hmm, such a mm-hmm. dick to her fucking sister. She's so mean to the sister and the boyfriend. She's so mean. So this poor sister, this this goddamn new newborn's mother, long suffering, is walking around with a teething, horrendously like probably colicky baby, and she's just like bouncing him mm-hmm. and trying to get him to like be okay. And this fucking bitch. Mm-hmm is on the couch, laying on the couch, being like, I can't look at screens. You have to tell me what's going on on Twitters, on the game, because I didn't mm-hmm. get myself a TV ever. And I can't look yeah. at TVs anyway. And, like, I don't know how to run a radio. Mm-hmm. And so, and the, the sister's like, no, nobody's saying anything right now. And she's like, they always say mm-hmm. something. And she's like, do you want to know? She's like, meanwhile, bouncing a baby, trying to put a tit in its mouth. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you, like, they're talking about the fucking bathroom line. Is that what you want to know? And then she's like, my sister was like a few eggs short of a basket. She uses one of those fucking metaphors? How dare you? Well, the one of the first things she says about the sister is like, she's not smart. Yeah. She's, she's a dummy. And like, okay, you had so many options. Heroin. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> I don't know. She, remembering things in 2021. Fuck. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's in her POV, so I'm never going to know not. it. Uh, Why Becca, I remember. Becca, Becca, Becca. I have it written down somewhere in my notes. <laughs> you remembering did it. Remembering things in 2021. Nailing it. <laughs> so, anyway, she had options because she hightailed it out of Nate's yeah. house. She could be watching this with um with the butler. With Schmingley. Uh, yeah, Bingley. Or she could be at the game. She uh, she could have just bought a fucking ticket to the game that wasn't in the box. Yeah. If she wanted to go to the game. Guys, hockey games don't sell out. Right. Like, it would not be hard yeah. to get a ticket for this yeah, game. Yeah, she tries to just claim go. that she doesn't have, like, an extra $400. And I'm like, how close do you have That's to sit? Bullshit. You have a... Th- I'm sure you have a lanyard oh, yeah. that hangs around your neck that has some sort of ID that says, I am the manager of... Yeah, she could go stand in the fucking walkway and nobody times. would stop her, yeah. this bitch. So mm-hmm. then she's like, you're useless to her sister, essentially. Meanwhile, still trying to put that tit in a baby's mouth crying and crying and she snatches her phone from her and then goes to her room and tries to call georgia because her best friend georgia is at the game and then she's really annoyed with georgia Mm -hmm. because she's like hooting and hollering and like can't hear her on the phone 
And she, George is like, why aren't you here, you dipshit? Like, mm-hmm. you have bucks at your disposal. And also, she's, like, real careful with the head injury when it comes to, like, watching a ha- hockey game, like, half-heartedly. Mm-hmm. Like, watch it on your phone. Turn it on your phone. Listen to the audio. Thank you. Or watch it on your phone if you need to. Like, she's really careful now, but she's not careful when she's pounding champagne a couple weeks ago in Florida. Anyway. It's true. And doing those big bounces on that boss, you know? Mm-hmm. Boy, mm-hmm. was he just mm-hmm. her trampoline that mm-hmm. night. <laughs> All right, so she asked Bingley for game information. And after, like, having a, a non-compute, he contacts Nate. Through her phone? Yeah, through yeah. the Bingley app on her phone. He contacts Nate, and then Nate sends a car to her. He's just like, get over your fucking self and get over here. Hot. Hot, you know? Love it when a rich boy sends a car. <laughs> so here's... Here's an issue, a little tiny issue I have with this book. They're always talking about how awkward Nate is and how, like, robot boy he is and all that kind of thing. But every piece of evidence I see about him is just, like, decisive. He's charmingly dominant in bed. He's just like, this is what I want. I'm going to make out with your face Mm -hmm. and maybe finger you on my stairs a little bit. He's like, unzip me, he says out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Nate, there's no evidence on the page that Nate is awkward. Zero. I do think that he's not awkward with her. I think he's supposed to be awkward with everybody else. But I don't see that either. Like, the most awkward thing he Fair. does. Yeah, no, that's not on the page, but I think that's the idea. Sure. Like, he can, like, kind of let loose with her. Yeah, but, like, the most awkward thing he does, in my opinion, in the whole book, is to call Lauren and Alex buddy all the time. <laughs> Do you, do you, <laughs> he's called, constantly calling him buddy. What's going on, buddy? You know what, you know what I think is oh, weird? Tell me everything. It's like, he calls her by both, he calls her by multiple. Becca and Bex. Nicknames. Yeah. And I feel like. And Miss Rowley. Uh, like, I call out. you Mel and Melody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like if you have a nickname for a person, for a person, you should just stick to the one nickname. Like, I feel like yeah. it's weird. To go with two nicknames for a person. I, I feel like you got to stick with one. Yeah, you don't call me Melba Toast as well, you know? And I appreciate that about you. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> what was the option? I'm sorry, what? Melba yeah. Toast? Is that a real thing? No, nobody calls sorry, me Sorry, that. that wasn't in the microphone because it was so... <laughs> Melba Toast? I'm just saying. So no one calls you this? No! This is something you just thought of just now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it something you want to be called? Is no! that Has that been in your brain for a long time of like, I wish people would call no. me Melba Toast? <laughs> no, it was just the most hilarious nickname I could come up with in that moment, and I thought it would throw mm. you off, and here we are. <laughs> no, it didn't throw me off. It threw me on. <laughs> Melba. God damn it. I'm so happy we're here. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Continue. Okay. So... She does go to that box, and it's a, listen, there are so many hockey anxieties <laughs> yeah. in this book. So many, like, oh, down to the wire in the hockey. Oh, no. The shooting of the puck. I can only relate to that so much. Mm-hmm. And then Nate is looking uh, Icing. At her. It happened. Nah. Yeah. It's poof. They might be throwing hands. The goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fight. Oh, there was a time when the goalie got in a fight. That was a thing. Yeah. A very sexy fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Really, I mean, I think Lord and him are a book, so you know. Yeah, if you if you like hockey, there's hockey in it. Yeah, not talk yeah, and it. like I understand sports ball tension, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But 
Oh, but I definitely like fast forwarded while I was oh, listening to the yeah, audio yeah. through these scenes. Mm-hmm. I herbs it yes. hard. So listen, Nate is looking at her with nothing behind his eyes. And she doesn't know what to think about it. His mom is there. And so she mm-hmm. does talk to his mom. And his mom's like, what you been what you been doing? And in her brain, she immediately goes, your son. Your son. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank goodness that doesn't come out of her mm-hmm. mouth. Would have been pretty badass. Speaking of being a badass, that would have been pretty cool if she had said it. Right. That would have been great. That would have been one for the ages. Yeah. Then she tells Georgia in the bathroom because Georgia's wondering why she's acting like a cyborg. Mm-hmm. That's about it. So now... Oh, but the bathroom attendant, though. The bathroom attendant, yes. There's a bathroom attendant that's, like, listening to their conversation mm-hmm. about how she's like, I don't know, like, he's my boss. And he's what, richer and, like, than God, but, like, he yeah. did fuck me real good in Florida. And he's so hot. Uh, and, like, oh, and the bathroom attendant's like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. Like, it was great. <laughs> she she literally said, you either hop on that D or I will. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's great. Mm-hmm. All right. So now Nate's at home and he's freaking out because he wants to pursue Becca, but he doesn't want to be the sexual harasser guy like his mom experienced. And I respect that about him. Yeah. I love his conflict. I think it's so real. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I also like that it doesn't happen for a very long time. That's also mm-hmm. fantastic. Thank you, Ms. Bowen. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. All right, so now she goes back to work part-time, sort of, and she has an intern. She hates the intern. The (sighs) intern is a book with the favorite hockey player of mine on the team. The young one. Yeah, the young one. Her Her name is Hattie Jo. And she has this southern accent that just will not quit. And she is the daughter of Mr. Hockey, who is the commissioner of all the hockey. He does commission all of that hockey. Yeah. Brad Hockey. Right. And and <laughs> Becca doesn't know that. God damn it, I broke. Um, <laughs> Becca doesn't know that at first. And so she's just like treating her like a shitty intern. And mm-hmm. then later on, she finds out and she like tries to be real nice. And the girl's like, don't give me special treatment, you asshole. I, like, you cannot care who my dad is. And I also really expect, respect that about Heidi Joe. A little bit. Yeah, I don't think that you should, like, sign up for being abused. And I really think that the corporate culture of abusing interns needs to stop overall. Here, here's how I feel about Heidi Joe. Oh, tell me. If you don't want people to treat you differently because your dad be or your grandpa... Hockey? is the commissioner of hockey, 
don't be a hockey intern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. like, if if her deal is that eventually she wants to be business lady of hockey, mm-hmm. great, great. Intern at business lady of something else if you don't sure. want people treating you different. The end. That's true. I realize that doesn't help Serena make a book, but that's how I feel about Heidi Joe. I think that's an excellent point. Heidi Joe, is that right? Heidi, Heidi Joe, that's right. All right, cool. Remembering So right before the game, a limo pulls up. She puts all the boys on the bus to go do hockey's. And a limo pulls up, Heidi Joe jumps in, and then she jumps in thinking it's an empty limo, but oh my gosh, there is a sexy Nate Kattenberger in there. He's so sexy and he is wearing a suit, I think. He definitely is. And even though he's not doing a man sprawl, she does end up almost in his lap because she just like mm-hmm. bounces into the middle of the seat thinking she's got all the room in the world. Mm-hmm. And so then she has to do like an awkward shimmy shake to like get off to the side. And so intern Heidi Joe is like, oh, Mr. Kettenberger, I'm such a big fan. I've been taking real good care of Miss Rowley and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So then Nate is like, Miss Rowley, do you have the notes on the Schmurfenberger that's going to happen in the box times? And she's mm-hmm. like, Miss Rowley? What the fuck is he even doing? He's talking to Becca. That's her last name. Yeah. yeah. And so she goes to DEFCON most extreme in that moment. Mm-hmm. That to is the point one. That, that is the one one. Mm-hmm. To the point that like she can't even read to him whatever it is. She just like hands him the paper herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I can't believe he's doing this distancing technique on me. Um, mm-hmm. So then they get there. And before Becca can stop her, intern jumps out of the limo and then does like a pageant wave because Nate gets out. Because <laughs> it's like a lot of press and stuff. So yeah. the idea is that they should stay in the limo so that the until owner. after. Yeah. Yeah. So now she looks like but the she owner's gets out. date and she's like, oh, yeah. hello. Hello, hello everybody. <laughs> I'm here now. Mr. Kim. He just kind of like grabs her and walks in with yeah, her. Yeah, he, ta- he like takes her by. He lets her the, do the arm thing. He's very, mm-hmm. you know, nice about it. And she's also just like simmering because she knows that everybody's now going to think that Nate is dating Heidi Joe, and mm-hmm. she Loki hates that. Mm-hmm. So then she has this conversation with Georgia inside. And the only thing we really need to know is that there's this journalist who desperately wants an interview with Nate. And she keeps on calling and hounding them. And Nate refuses to do oh, the interview, right. but won't mm-hmm. tell Georgia why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they're like, that is weird. Hmm. And it's just a, you know, it's a plant. So mm-hmm. now they go to the box. There is more the hockey. Box. There is betting on how long the Zamboni takes, which was new to me. Have you ever done that? Please tell me banter, and then I'll make a really good hot take comment on it for a podcast. Because <laughs> I think I missed this. I think I was like more hockey, blah, blah, blah. I think I, think I would have noticed this. So the intermission happens. They call it the intermission in the book. And so if it's not an intermission, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Because it seems like it would be like know. a between periods time. That's what it is in mm-hmm. basketballs, right? It's you know, but I don't know because or halftime. A hockey is but it's a hockey three. is only a a, a threefer, you know. Right. So maybe maybe halfway they zam it. That doesn't seem right. Well, listen, she calls it an intermission, and I trust Serena Bowen. Okay, so right, okay, okay. So then Stu comes around because Nate is he's being a robot to her. Stu comes around and he's like, mm-hmm. "All right, time for the pot on how long the zamboni takes." And Becca's like, 
this many minutes and seconds and then in turn is like this many minutes and seconds that's like two away from yours and they all bet and then um becca wins this is when she like tries to give heidi joe the money back because she's the intern and Stu's like hey she can afford it she is i remember that part guy's daughter mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and i don't know zamboni times we're betting on it is that a thing okay I've never bet on a Zamboni time. Very interesting. Different Zamboni drivers are faster than others, and that is a topic of conversation. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. it cuts into the ice time sometimes. Whoa. If they're bad at their jobs? No, nah, not bad. It's just like sometimes, you know, I, I don't know if it's bad. I, I don't okay. I'm not a Zamboni driver. But like some some Zamboni drivers like overlap too much. Like, they go around, and they're supposed to overlap, like, a little bit, but some overlap too much, and if they overlap too much, that adds an extra lap. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So now, they lose. Or maybe they win. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they win. So, (laughs) she's Mm -hmm. going down to, like, get her jacket or something and she sees nate in his office waiting for georgia to like tell him to go introduce the press conference or something Mm -hmm. and so he stops her and he's like have you seen my friend alex i did invite her today and she's like Mm -hmm. no i'm not the one who invited her and he's like okay so they have a confrontation over the miss rowley thing yeah he calls her miss rowley again and she's like okay what the fuck is that like it's totally mr darcy bullshit and you're Mm -hmm. you're being a weirdo and i don't like it i refuse the mr darcy through line i refuse it i refuse the metaphor i hear you i agree okay all right okay it's just a thing that was said out loud I know. I know and it keeps just being because said. We're supposed to think she's a Jane Austen, even though I have no evidence for that. I have no evidence of him being a Mr. Darcy either. That's true. Mm-hmm. He has no anyway. sticks up his booty. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe he does, but only in the good way. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> sorry. I got distracted. So they have this confrontation. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Okay, sorry. She freaks out. And she says that it sounds like he forgot her name because he's like, I heard Heidi Joe say it. I thought it was really cute. And so mm-hmm. I just like tried it out. And she's like, oh, really? Because it seems like you forgot my name. Mm-hmm. And he's like, OK, that's wrong. I just need to recalibrate. Mm-hmm. She says, OK, so you're not being weird because you're mad at me. And he's like, no, never. Like, I'm I'm not mad at you. And I never would be like we talked about this and I get it. Like, you've you've put the boundary up and I'm respecting it. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to figure out how not to be weird while doing that. And she's like, we technically haven't talked about it. Because I did tell you to shut the fuck up. And I did all mm-hmm. the talking. And so I don't know how you feel about it. And he's like, listen, I'm I'm the guy who owns the company you work at. So I can't have feelings about this. Right. I need to just go with whatever you want. This has to come from you. Right. And so she says, what if I what if I hadn't told you it was a huge mistake? Do you know what you would mm-hmm. have said? And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I know what I would have said. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to stop thinking about you in 74 positions all over furniture in, in all of Brooklyn and all of Manhattan, mm-hmm. too, and maybe even space. He didn't say that. <laughs> um, that's Melody fanfic. <laughs> no, he said- <laughs> Maybe even space <laughs> is just something that Melody wrote, probably. 
after Melody, good writer, book. you know, Melody, Melody, <laughs> Melody, great writer. Listen, Melba, hey, you're a great writer. But imagining these two in space is something that you're doing and didn't take place in the book. Fair. Can we talk about how your hands are covered in chocolate and you're looking? <laughs> I did a whoopsie. <laughs> I did what that. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's like covered in chocolate. Covered in chocolate. I I was holding a chocolate in my hand, and then it did melt like right you, in the middle. You were talking to me. I was talking so much, and so it melted right in the middle. And so then I folded it on top of each other to get two not melty pieces on my fingers. But then those two melted, and they did go down my finger and all over. And so now <laughs> I'm just licking into patrons' faces. Good. Hello, patrons. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Next week, when you call me in a panic and you're like, we lost 15 oh patrons God, last week. I don't know. I don't know why. What did we do wrong? I'm going to remind you that you put your whole finger down your throat during the video. <laughs> but you know what? Then maybe... We'll probably gain a couple as well. Then maybe I'll have Natalie put that <laughs> clip on Instagram, and they'll think we do different content, and the patrons will come. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just the creepy, creepy, creepy straight male ones. <laughs> it's still green money, you know? It's money either way. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, creepy guys who fast forward to the sex That's part. Right. <laughs> Cheers to you. Hey, boys. We love you. <laughs> Hey, boys, you're not listening because you fast forward through this That's part. right. Also, do not contact us. Thank you. Please. No emails, <laughs> gentlemen. They didn't hear that. And if they did, they wouldn't care. No, they wouldn't. Anyway. They're still watching me lick my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> They're not patrons. <laughs> Which, like, we really should have that $200 tier where we tell Ooh. all the, <laughs> the stories because they would pay it. They, they would pay. They would pay. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, listener. Yes. Sorry. Listener, whether you're a patron or not, Hello. we value you. And so we now we're you. getting back to the story. Um, yeah. Okay. So now so we talk about having I? like a, he says he wants to have a date. Yeah. He's interested in her. And he wants to have a real date. And he describes the date, how they go for like dinner and she'd be wearing like a low cut sweater, sweater and you know it's 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 like a hot explanation of what the what the date would be yeah and so she's like oh my gosh i'm such a i'm such an idiot like we we could have saved all this angst and i'm like yeah no to the rooftops yes they could have <sighs> this this troubled me a little bit because i kind of what i liked about her conflict was that she was fucked either way right yeah like if he wants to date <laughs> her she's fucked huh <laughs> no but she that, that that is the problem she can't get fucked any of the ways because she's fucked either way because if it's casual she's the employee that's like casually having sex with her yeah, boss like she's the office slut right and if it's if it's a relationship big, big then it gets mark. into a nepotism problem for her so yes. either way she can't do this and then her expression of relief after this conversation where it's like oh you know like if we just talked about it it would have been fine it's like no the way you oh, set yeah, up this conflict i don't know i just i just anyway. had like eyes on the dick prize so hard that that mm -hmm. went right over no. my head and that's why i'm here for you i know this is why we work aaron <laughs> that's why i need you <laughs> thank you thanks melba all right <laughs> oh i did that to myself Mm -hmm. So, 
So then they hug because she's a big anxiety. Mm. And then Heidi Jo walks in to tell him to come to press conference. And she like jumps seven feet away from him in a way that only an Mm. Olympic athlete could have done. And then she runs out and he's like, okay, that could have gone better. But I think this is something we Mm -hmm. can laugh about when we're old and gray and still boning. Mm Mm-hmm. And so after the press conference, he goes he goes straight to her house, rings the bell, and then realizes that it's 11.46 p.m. Mm-hmm. So he is like, hi, it's me. I'm so sorry. And he does this big, like, word vomit at her, mm-hmm. being like, what? But they're outside. Because he rang the buzzer. She came down. No, no, no. She, so he, th- she hasn't come down yet. Oh, okay, okay. Because he sorry, does sorry. that word vomit where he's like, just so you know, like the dinner just doesn't expire. Got it, got it. I'm so, um, apparently so awkward, even though nothing I'm saying is actually awkward. And then mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. thinks that there's just like this long silence and he's like, oh my God, I'm the creepy guy. This has happened. I did it. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I've got to go. But then she's there. Hello. I came right down the stairs. Hi. And she didn't hear any of the, the speech. Didn't hear it. It's the best. Uh-huh. And the reason is because her her very, very intellectually stunted sister and her annoying oh, brother-in-law are fucking mm-hmm. real hard in her apartment, mm-hmm. apparently. And she is holding that baby, strapped on or something. Yeah. So then she's like, I do want to go to dinner. And then they do a kiss. She tells him mm-hmm. that he's never the creepy guy and that's never the problem. And then... Mm-hmm. They go to dinner at a fancy restaurant the next day. Dinner at a fancy restaurant. Boy, does it go well. Mm-hmm. She's just like so full. She can't eat the dessert. And that's something I'm never going to mm. identify with. No, I don't understand it. Even if you're like the most full, you can still eat sugar. Right? Sugar's like barely even food. Like, and I don't understand. Like, especially with like a desserty, you know, ice cream situation. It just like, it'll just yeah. fill all the crevices that. Yeah, it just like filters down. Yeah. It doesn't make you more full. <sighs> You know, like when you did that analogy about how, like, when you're a jar yeah, and like you, you put it in the sand analogy. first, and then you can't Aaron cram that. in the balls. No, that was you. No, that was you. You did that. That was your lady love. Did I? And then another. Yes, you 100 percent did. And then another time, I used it to talk about how I was doing it wrong. Right, you were cramming and cramming and cramming. Yeah, just more, just because ping pong balls they are um, hollow, so if you <laughs> flatten them out, <laughs> you can lay them like Pringles in the jar if you need to. <laughs> That is how you what live your I life. Saying? You're right. It was my lady. Oh, I was saying the, the food, the dinner is the ping pong balls in the jar. Yeah. And then, and then the, the cookies the you eat after are the sand. Duh. It, it just all comes out. Like last night, my friend and I uh, went to go eat Indian, mm-hmm. which is always a problem. And we yeah. ate so much on the way home. We were literally talking about how we were in pain. Yeah. And then we got to my house and we ate three chocolate chip cookies each. That's, see, sugar filters into the crevices. It just... Yeah. What do you want? Mm-hmm. The science. We are scientists. <sighs> Just another reason why Becca isn't that much of a badass. Right? She doesn't understand science. <laughs> Dessert science. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Becca. Stop making these claims. Uh, <laughs> part of the scientific right. process is to n- always question Becca. And you've never <laughs> shown me a receipt. <laughs> part is also experimenting. Try to eat the dessert, Becca. Just give it a shot, yes. Bex. He's a bazillionaire or whatever. Order that dessert. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> it's true. Just because you're full doesn't mean you can't lick it a little. See what the tastes are. Just the tiniest <laughs> little lick. Ah, <laughs> 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 you get it, Toasty. Anyway, what's next? <laughs> 
house. And um, she's like into it. But then he like goes to take her upstairs and she thinks to herself, oh, my God, upstairs where his big giant bed is. Oh, geez. And mm-hmm. so on the stairs on the way up, she's like, I don't know if we should do this, which really harkens back to that fantasy in which he just pushes her down and shoves it in her, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but instead, mm-hmm. he is a conscientious human, mm-hmm. and he sits down with her on the stairs, and then he does a really approachable tur- dirty talk at her. Mm-hmm. And I, again, where is the awkward? Mm-hmm. He sits down and he's like, you think I'm a bad idea. And she's like, no, no, it's not you. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, but I am a bad idea because I want to do bad, naughty things bad stuff. to you. Bad, and he's horrible like, things. You're holding on her fucking ear and like snarfling on her neck and shit. And mm-hmm. then he and then he coasts his hand down her body and does spread her legs a tiny bit so that he can do a little perusal down there. Mm-hmm. And nothing about this is awkward. It's all sexy. Yeah. And then crash, a security man comes in with a pistol drawn because on the heat sensors, it did look like a struggle on a stairs because they just stopped on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And so... I love that the security man, like, doesn't even apologize. I love that they were moving around enough that it seemed like a struggle. That's what I like. Also that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, if anything, security man's annoyed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just, you completely zoned out. I got lost on the how much they were moving on the stairs I know you to did. look like a struggle. And you come back to me. I just feel, um, that's all. So, hey, yeah, so I have something man. to say, right? Bing, boom, bong, bird click. Tell me. Um, creepy guys, you're listening now. Hi. Hey, Hello. creepy straight men. Creepy, you're here. It's creepy straight men. Hey, if you go back just like a little bit in the recording, Melody mm-hmm. does lick all of her fingers <laughs> and become patrons. If you, if you want to see Melody lick all of her fingers, please become patrons. <laughs> Thanks, creepy guys. Bing, boom, bong, bird click. <laughs> That's me. That's me making money for the show. You're a businesswoman, Erin. I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on. All right. So, um, oh, so security man is like, yeah. All right, get with me tomorrow so you can like rejigger the security protocols, okay? And like, mm-hmm. go sit on a sofa or somewhere reasonable is what security man says. Then she's like. Oh, I'm like extra mortified because now security man knows that I have a vagina that's like I'm interested in, you know, Mm, I care mm -hmm, about what mm -hmm. happens to it and stuff. And he's like, okay, well, why don't we go get a drink? And he's he's like, this is this is all of a sudden going bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. he does give her a smooch like right in front of that refrigerator that does melt her like butter again. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I've got such sore muscles because I did go to a Pilates class today now that I can move around again. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I've got something for that. And so he takes her down to his j- jacuzzi lap pool. D- he he takes her down to his basement pool. He has a basement pool. It's a basement pool. But it's not just a pool. It's supposed to be like a, you can do it. You can do it on a coldy lap setting, lap pool mm-hmm. setting. Or you mm-hmm. can do it on a warmy jet setting. Right. And that's a rich boy thing, if I've ever heard it. I don't know. I don't know what it is or what his deal is. Listen, hi. <laughs> hi. I Hello. Now. Hi. Here's what I imagined, and it's completely wrong. Oh, tell me. Yes. In one of those Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I think might be 
Val Kilmer style. I do love a Val Kilmer. Forever type Batman. Sure, sure, sure. I do believe that there is some kind of Batcave moat under Wayne Manor. And isn't there like some sort of waterfall he has to fly through or something? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, there's a waterfall component to the the Wayne Manor. I bet there was a warming jet setting on that Batman moat with the water slide. Waterfall. (laughs) And I remember (laughs) thinking when I saw it at whatever young age thinking that that would be the best part. This is why I think it's Val Kilmer style Batman. Is like he's hot Batman and none of the other Batman have been hot in that way. Yeah. Don't don't come at me with Christian Bale. No. Don't. Don't. Listener. Listen. Hey, listener. I don't want an argument about who who is the hottest Batman. Okay? Listen. Yeah, we love all the Batman you think are hot. Good for you. That's fine. If you guys want to do a poll, that's fine. But don't argue with me about this, okay? Anyway, that's why I think it's Val Kilmer who is unquestionably the hottest Batman. Because I remember thinking, watching it, if you were Batman's girlfriend, the best part would be subterranean grotto slash waterfall situation. Mm -hmm. So this is what I imagined. (laughs) And then there's a pool float involved. That's retconned now? Uh Uh-huh. That's what happened here. That's what Mm -hmm. it is. Good. There mm-hmm. is there is a, a cover to it that does slide off automatically somehow. And so yes. that seems just That's why it as just seemed very Bruce Wayne. It yes. just seemed like shit was moving automatically via remote controls and like thumbprints and shit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. But like a lick. Yeah. Like and it was me. underground. Yeah. A lick. I don't know. Under it there was are- underground. I you know? bet this sexy Batman would have a security system with that only recognizes his tongue. That's hilarious, mm. Aaron. <laughs> why, Melody, why isn't there more superheroes romance books? We've only read one. Yeah, we only read Cinnamon Blade, which was super good. Cheer Glassman, mm-hmm. thank you very much. But why why, why not more super person's books? Yeah. Mm. Hey, Romance Landia, can you super person hey, books romance. us? Write, write more superheroes. Yeah, make books. a note. Just dot, jot it down a tiny bit. Let it do, let it noodle around in those sexy brains of yours. What if it was a super person menage? Or a super person no. reverse harem? No. Or what if it was a super Uh-oh. person BDSM? It's just oh, like, what's happening? Like, what if, <laughs> oh, no. what if Bruce Wayne was in control downstairs of it? <laughs> basement section also had this little side room, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. did, did whippy things. I'm just saying super people could fuck. You know, Superman is technically an alien. <laughs> he is. Mm-hmm. What do you think his jizz tastes like? Romance Landia knows. Mm-hmm. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature Art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. 
There's a St. Vincent Wood Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Gen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Okay, guys, here we are because it's about to be cunnilingus times. So they do go down to that jet setting moat pool and mm-hmm. he oh boy it's it's a hot because he's like you can just like put your feet in and stuff and she's like oh okay mm-hmm. oh that's hot yeah mm-hmm. i like that she has to take off some stockings which was confusing to me but cool and then <laughs> and then um she's like so are we getting in or or you know he says are we getting in or what and she's like i don't have a swimsuit and he's like mm-hmm. oh no mm-hmm. And then no. she says, if I get in, then you have to get in. And he's like, it's a promise. And then he like unbuckles his belt or something. And she goes, okay, what are you taking off? And then he looks her dead in the fucking face. And he said, I don't know. Oh, no. First he says, come here. In yeah. just the yeah. come here, he says. And then he uh-huh. says, you tell me what I'm taking off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. about that. That is the smoothest fucking hot that maybe I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So they do get naked. And, yeah. and she does this little coquettish like, oh, I'm going to take off my bra and then I'm going to peek over my shoulder at you. Hello. Mm-hmm. You're getting mm-hmm. booty and side mm-hmm. boob over here. And then they get in the water and, and they chat about things that I can't remember because really it's not important. And then she does straddle him. And then mm-hmm. there's a there's a turtle floaty that alex got him as a gag gift and he does grab that turtle floaty and put her up on it and go down on her like the champion he fucking is bing boom bong tell me everything going down on rebecca on the turtle floaty please i just feel like danger town i no, it's not dangerous necessarily i just feel like you need i feel like if you're going down on another person you need that person to be in a stationary spot agreed and I just imagine the pool floaty kind of like always getting away from you. You know, like I know he can like kind of grab He's it. He's just like following the pool floaty around, like going to town. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes. Because I just feel like it's slippery and it would be hard to keep in a spot. You want to know what happened in my brain? Sure. He was about to put her up on the ledge. Mm hmm. And then he was like, Great idea. Right? Excellent idea. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, Do I want concrete on her bare ass? I don't know. And so he did grab that. Great idea. I know it's what? fine, right? What's happening? Like all the different textures. I, I think it would be great. So it's fine. Are there? Are is there bark and ants that are going to get in your <laughs> ass? Then it's fine. If the answer is no, if it's just a little scrapey scrape, whatever. <laughs> Cheers. I've been drinking. <laughs> you guys, I have. A, 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 she has a sulfate free cider. A sulfate free sulfite free cider. The the sulfite kind, yeah. Because she has an intolerance. Yes. Okay, so... It is more alcoholic than I thought originally. It also... It's a tall boy. (laughs) Yes, it is a tall boy. (laughs) 
So, okay, no. God damn it. Yes. Hi. So instead Sorry. of like putting her up there, what he did mm. was bring the floaty like either to the yes. edge of the pool mm-hmm. or like oh, against it? the edge of the pool. I still think that's a problem because the floaty, it's a, it's not a, it's not a rigid item, I right? agree with you. I feel it's, like it, he's smooshing her into it. Yeah. And I feel like he's not getting the level of of like uh Pushback. bracing. Yep, yeah. Yeah. That he need he needs he needs her to be in a stationary spot to get the pressure that he needs. Also, That's like, what I think. Some people, when they're building to orgasm, they do move around a lot. You know, they might some do people, a gyrate mm-hmm. to sure, like, sure, get sure. different angles going. And I like when you're doing like- a gyrate on a floaties on a pools, you could gyrate mm-hmm. right off of that floaties. And I also feel <laughs> splash, splash, sploosh. That's what I meant um, for dangerous because she was just like, <laughs> and suddenly <laughs> I didn't think of that. But I do think of the sounds the floaty would make as well because she's got to be moving sounds. a little bit, and it's got to be a lot of fart sounds. <laughs> the whole time he has to be like, "Is that a quiff? Is it a fart? Or is it a floaty?" <laughs> but like, man, what a great. Like, you know how I love a comedy sex scene. Like, I just feel like, I feel like that would be great if the pool floaty, like, kept making fart sounds and Uh that was, like, a joke they had. Yeah. But instead, what what does happen is Rebecca does make a big moan sound, causing Bingley to be like, Rebecca, are you okay? Which is Mm -hmm. very funny in itself. So... It was it was there was a comedy moment in the sex scene, which there was, funny. and then there was a very hot moment when she yes. says, "Like, let's go over to that couch," and then he commands her to come on my tongue so that I can take you upstairs and make you come on my cock. He says verbatim, verbatim, fucking verbatim. Didn't hate it. It's not. It's the hot. It's the hottest. There's no awkwardness <laughs> in the world. Where is the? Where is it? I ask you. Am I drunk? Have I gotten vicariously drunk? Maybe. No, you are three thousand miles away from me. But I will say the sex in this book is very hot. It's very hot. Good. Okay, it fades to morning, mm-hmm. and then she wakes up, and he tells her to roll over after doing a big snuggle up on her back and like doing a snarfle on her neck. He tells her to roll over, and then he pushes her head down to his junk this is her fantasy right no it's not her fantasy but she's like how does he know this oh wait you said he pushes so her head down yes yeah yeah i remember this one yeah, never so mind sorry, 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 sorry. Mm-hmm. a beach mm-hmm. happens yeah and she like loves that that he's just like oh yeah. oh yeah. yeah she's like this turns me on so much how does he know that like we're just so compatible in every way they're besties basically. yeah mm-hmm. right they're just on the same wavelength in all things so now she wants to keep them a secret and there's more hockey times and work times. And then they go to Detroit and um, she's on her period. And so she doesn't want to go to his room. And he's like, you still like, I still want to see you. And then they get on the phone and they're talking about shit and his phone dies. And so they both get dressed and go to see each other. But he makes it to her room first. And she's like, oh, you're here. And then they do a big snuggle all night. And Mm -hmm. they talk about um, the important part is he says, like, oh, my gosh, this is what I came here for because he just wanted the snuggles and the closeness. Mm -hmm. And he says that she doesn't trust him to love her. And they have this very important conversation where she's like, yeah, because you're basically way out of my league. Like, I'm not I'm not Ivy Mm -hmm. League. I'm not college graduate. 
I'm not cajillionaire. I'm not, you know, the mm-hmm. the sveltiest volleyball player in the whole wide world. Like, mm-hmm. you could tire of me anytime. And then he he's basically like, no, you do things for me that nobody else can. And I'm completely obsessed with you. And then they do a dry hump to completion. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> guys, I think dry humps are really in vogue right now. Dry humps are all the rage in romance. You heard it, heard it here... Yep. Many times you heard, heard it, it here. first. It is very popular. <laughs> it is. Oh, no. <laughs> what? what happened? <laughs> you heard it heard first. <laughs> you heard it heard first here on... <laughs> on Heaving Schmisms? <laughs> About that world okay. tour. Okay, so now... Ooh. They're going to go to Dallas for the first round of the finals of hockey's because the team has made it to the finals. And he wants to put her in his, like, he wants her to stay in his suite with her. And she's like, it's work times. We cannot be in the same suite. I am a serious business lady and I have a reputation. And so he's like, okay. And they hang up. And so he calls the hotel because he still wants her to have the really sweet jacuzzi tub in the, in the room that he's going to stay in. And so he mm-hmm. calls and he switches their rooms mm-hmm. on the manifest. Oh, my God. Then the doctor, the TBI doctor calls and he does a big HIPAA violation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a giant one. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think 50,000 smackers gets you a giant HIPAA violation. At least not I mean, in my world. I see world. where it can, sure. but it shouldn't. It shouldn't. So no. the doctor calls and he's like, I haven't seen Miss Rowley in, a, in, a, in an age. And I don't know why she's not coming anymore. Mm-hmm. And Nate's a big upset about it. And then he's like, hold on a second. If I wasn't a billionaire, I wonder what a roadblock would be to going to a, a, the specialist physical therapist in all the Manhattans. I wonder what it could be. Mm-hmm. So he calls the office and he's like, what's the situation with Miss Rowley? And then this lady does a big HIPAA <laughs> violation. I, feel well, I don't like. know that that's a HIPAA violation, but it is a privacy yeah. something violation. But yeah. She tells her like she tells him like her financials and stuff. She's like, all of this bullshit is out of network for her, and there's thirty five hundred dollars on a on a Visa card. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's been a mistake. You really need to put it on this card instead. And he switches out his card for hers, and it's like a thing. That seems like wrong. This I feel like, like fine. I feel like you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, whatever. Listen, I. I we we'll talk about it when we get there, but I feel like she needs to shut the fuck up about this well, one. I honestly was a little bit surprised that he wasn't already paying for this. Agreed. Yeah, like he just I, it kind of kind of blew assumed. my mind that he just thought she'd be able to pay for the most spendiest specialist of uh brain trauma in New York City. Yeah. So in Dallas, she shows up and the intern sees that she's been put in, like, the presidential suite, essentially. And she's like, oh, that's fancy times. And Becca dies a little bit inside and shrivels into a husk. And she gets really upset mm-hmm. about it. And then she gets a notification that she's been credited $3,500. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, he's he's just, like, you know, bulldozing all of my boundaries or whatever Mm -hmm. so she calls him and she screams at him it's rough and she's like you didn't listen to me and also like why are you paying my fucking medical bills without talking to me and 
she has a point there. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't understand. If one of my quote unquote best friends is a billionaire, mm-hmm. I know he in front of me bribed mm-hmm. a doctor with $50,000 yes. to get me yeah. this appointment and it mm-hmm. was out of network. I don't mm-hmm. understand why she didn't just have the conversation with Nate. Yeah. And be like, hey, bud, I can't afford this doctor you got me, so I'm going to stop going to doctor. And then he would have been like, what the fuck? No, I'm just paying for doctor. Is no problem. Oh, no. See, I understand why she doesn't have that conversation with Nate. That would literally kill me just trying to think about having a conversation with somebody where you ask them for money. That's insane. He he could drop 20 times that amount of money into a sewer and not give a shit. No, it it would it would literally kill me. But but we, you remember my hesitation about him making that appointment in the first place? Yeah. Like I feel like if she didn't care about that, then yes. she shouldn't care about this. Precisely. I feel like those two are at war with each other. And if she didn't care about that and she was okay with him setting up the appointment, I think she should have said to him, please don't set up this appointment with this doctor because it's it's I'm not going to be able to afford it. Yeah. Anyway. Or so, something like that. If it's not like directly asking him for the money, saying, hey, could we try a place that's like within the insurance of the p- employer that I have, which is you. Which is you. You're you are <laughs> employer. <laughs> right. So you should know. And also like she so she's supposed to be this super competent logistical badass badass and she can't figure out that like this shit is out of network and like she's just gonna stop going to therapy instead of trying to come up with a solution this makes no sense anyway so she's really fucking pissed at him and then the next night she and georgia figure out that he did just switch their rooms and he he totally listened to and she feels like a loser and she's a dumbass she Mm -hmm. is just flat out dumbass and so she tries to figure out where Nate is when the game is over, but he's already gone back to New York because he's a puppy with his tail between his legs. Mm-hmm. And then she gets hammered and calls him and she's like, I'm a dumbass for this, but I'm still mad at you for the money thing. I just need space, basically. Mm-hmm. So then she goes back to therapy in New York. She goes to see him at the press conference after the game where they lose question mark 75% sure they lose okay okay and the journalist that we mentioned before pops up out of nowhere and she's like I'm gonna publicly now ask you why you bought this hockey team does it Mm -hmm. have anything to do with getting revenge on the the captain of the Dallas hockey team who did screw your wife and then marry her (gasps) <gasps> is that a thing? Mr. Vegan CrossFit is also a hockey? He's a hockey too? And he's captain of Dallas hockey? Because he was captain of Rangers hockey before that, and then he he did move on to Dallas. My God. Whoa! And no one noticed it? Nobody had any Jesus fucking Christ. clue. <laughs> I yeah. guess it's possible that Becca, like, didn't know that guy's name, maybe, from past. But, like... You don't, she had a crush on him when Juliet mm-hmm. did this to him, right? Mm-hmm. She had I know. a crush. So, like, how do you not internet stock Juliet for the next decade every once well, in a also while? Also, like, okay, just, like, also, if they're like besties, okay, listen, we're besties. We're besties. And I don't, I don't think it's ever going to work out between us romantically, but I that's mean, fine. You know, that ship has sailed. But, <laughs> how, how mevers. How mevers. 
if I were in the same industry yes. of like the person who broke up my engagement mm-hmm. or I was thinking about entering into the industry of the person who broke up my engagement, it's a conversation we would have. It's a conversation you have with your crew. Right. You know, you get your Especially coven and you have the conversation. Now, so now the team that he owns is playing the team headed up by the guy that broke off his engagement for playoff of Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's something that's mentioned mm-hmm. to the only person on your staff and in your personal life that was there mm-hmm. when this thing happened. Who and brought had you cat tacos and tequila. Chimichanga you know? uh, enchiladas, tamales. <laughs> What was it? It was empanadas, but it's empanadas. It's cat tacos. I had an empanadas with you. Yes, whatever. So she then goes to his house after this whole thing because she's like, Nate needs a support, and I'm a dumbass, and he asked me to be there by his side in Dallas, and I was too up my own ass about being judged about perfectly legitimate professional concerns. And okay, so she goes over to his house, and they do some makeup sex on that couch. It's good. Wow. Wow, that makeup sex on that couch. I endorsed it. Good job. You know, I would sign off on it now. Yes. Yeah. 100, 100%. 10 out of 10. This makeup. Stamped. Approval. That's the one. Would read again. <laughs> Have read again. I did read again. <laughs> so she says she realizes like in that moment that it meant a lot to him that he wanted her to like sit in the box with him. And that Mm -hmm. now she's all in if he is and he asked her to be his date to the Dallas game and she's going to go on his jet with him and she's not going to work there and it's going to be a great. And so they do that and they win in Dallas and then, you know, they're holding hands and stuff before, but then they're both like, okay, so we're going to ease people into our relationship, Mm -hmm. even though there's like this, you know, celebration or whatever. And then at the celebration, he does this big speech where he's like, yeah, I'm so glad that everybody's like on board with my years long vendetta and like you're going to get your bonus checks, everybody who knew about it. And like it's a big joke. And then he goes, but really, I need to thank Juliet and Captain of Dallas team because without them doing what happened, I wouldn't have this amazing lady in my life. And then he hooks Becca around the waist and then... They're mm-hmm. forced to do a kiss in public. Everybody's like, yes, like bang on the glass, kiss, kiss, kiss. Mm-hmm. And they fall for it. I didn't. <laughs> okay. At my wedding, I was like, you guys can bang on all the glasses you want. I'm not your dancing fucking monkey. I don't remember that part. Nobody. But I. Because I. Here's the thing. Around 40% into wedding, I don't remember a time yeah. of wedding. Because so, be I threw good wedding. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of me and Tanya with all the booze yep. from the wedding. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? Oh, yeah. You're mm-hmm. pulling the cart and Tanya's sitting on the cart on top of all the booze. But it was bought and paid for already. Yeah. I pay- Yeah. I paid for that whole yes. fucking bar. It was great. Yes. Great. It was good stuff. I threw good wedding. It was delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who um, said that he was getting gin martinis when really all he was getting was jars full of gin. Like, that was his version of a gin martini. <laughs> he doesn't remember my, 80% of the wedding. <laughs> my favorite drink is gin with a squeeze of lime juice. Ooh, mm, just a fancy. smack of lime juice. <laughs> fancy pants over so there. So I understand. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And really, it's just to make it not straight gin. Yeah. Like, I just, I just feel like kind of a lush being like. Listen, you like a cocktail, Erin. Okay. It's just, it's not just straight hard liquor. It's got lime juice in it. (laughs) Okay. So now they go back to New York's and we can really wrap this up. She visits his office and and his friend Alex comes over and Alex is like, do you remember that one time we boned? Mm -hmm. The one time in our whole friendship. I do need to make sure you're not the father of the fetus currently. Oh, my God. And and he's like, and this really comes out of nowhere. And I think it really only happens to set up Alex's book with whatever hockey player she ends up with, you know? I hope so. And I wonder, I don't think it can be a secret baby, but I wonder if Serena could have pulled it off. Listen, I don't know. Well, if it's a secret baby, then like by definition, the hero has to be like the father of that baby, right? And the father of this baby is like a horrible person, right? No, I thought secret baby was just most like, like romantic partner doesn't know about it. Is that not true? Is that not the definition of the secret baby? I mean, baby? maybe, I guess. But I thought that the romantic part, like to make it a plot point in the romance yeah. romantic partner mm-hmm. should be that dad right well i mean he would have to be an adoptive dad if he wants up in there you know <laughs> so, anyway we'll have to ask natalie natalie uh, loves a secret baby wonderful <laughs> our wonderful um podcast assistant who loves a secret baby. You know what? Natalie does so much for us, and we can add to her job description explaining tropes. Explain her secret baby to us. But I thought secret baby was only when it's like you had the baby, and then like years later or whatever, you come to Hero and you say, dis your baby. That that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, so listen. Okay, wait. Yeah. Mm. What? No, you say say plot, and I do hot take. I'll do do plots. So he okay. does that paternity test, and then Becca comes over, and he's very distraught. He's doing a big brood at the window. And so mm-hmm. he kind of does her fantasy a tiny bit, because he's basically nonverbal. And she's like, are you okay? And she's, like, grabbing him by the face, and then they kiss, and then, like, it's on TM. And they do hit that couch. Her back hits that couch in a way that is very sexy. Mm-hmm. And then he's just, like, sh- he's just, like, honor. And then he's, like, need you. And she's like, have me. And that's pretty much the Ugh. only thing he says. And then wham, bam, orgasm mm-hmm. land. It's it's mm-hmm. done. So then he's like, yes, I probably yes. should have told you this <laughs> One before. reason why I was so horny to do sex mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is that I am in a personal crisis mm-hmm. where I may have done a baby into Alice. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. And so I did like this, though, because he's like, I would want to be involved if I am the father. And he clarifies, he's like, not with Alex. Like, you are my mm-hmm. forever and always. But I like, I if Alex, like, keeps it, I would want to be involved in, like, a dad way. Yeah, and she seems, like, not super pissed that he slept with Alex, like, I don't know, a month before Why they started doing be? sex. No, I'm glad. I'm just saying I'm glad okay, that good. she's not. Because I was about, I was like, Aaron, are you a pod person? Yeah, I was like, do we know each other? I know. How dare you doubt me? I ju- no, I just was mean, a I feel like there's there's a version of this book yeah. where she's also mad about that. Completely. Okay, so now they go to Stanley Cup Finals. It's in Dallas. Yes. And she's in that box, and they're doing hockey, stressful hockey box times together. 
And then they lose. Sad tears. Oh, oh, during the game, they find out he's not the father. Yay. Happy nope. faces. And then they go downstairs and they run into Juliet and she's like smoking and miserable and haggard and it's terrible. And she doesn't look like the super happy partner to, you know, a person who just won the Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when they talk, she's like, hey, I wasn't responsible for that article. I hung up on the bitch. I I don't know what happened. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. And then he's like, hey, no worries. Like people write stupid shit about me all the time and she's like you look good Mm -hmm. and he's like you look good too and then bruce fucking asshole whatever his name is Mm -hmm. comes out and he's like juliet get over here and like bodily grabs her and drags her to take pictures for stanley cup happiness Mm -hmm. and then in the car they're both like well what's his name nate is like Mm -hmm. i just assumed that she was happy and and living her dreams and that he was the man of her dreams. And it's like worse that she's miserable and likely abused. Mm-hmm. And I just feel terrible, terrible about all of it. But then they do a bubble bath and he proposes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does tell her that she's going to be the owner of the hockey team now so that there's no conflict of interest with her bone and that boss. Although it is a big nepotism that I think she would be upset about. And then um, the epilogue, which I know Aaron completely ignored, the epilogue is a year later, They, um, the her team wins the Stanley Cup on the same night that she does push their first baby out of her vagina. Gross. Gross. <laughs> I have a few things to say here. I think yes. in episode part one, I said that this book started out really rough for me and then ended really yeah. rough for me. And that's still accurate. I will say, so my friend um, Bianca read this book. She's a big romance reader. I can't remember if I recommended it to her. I think I think it may have been like on sale or on KU and she was looking for something on KU. Sure. I don't remember. But I was like, Serena Bowen, she's really good. You should read this. And then she came back and she was like, I didn't like book. Oh. And the reason that she didn't like book was because of the ending and I, and I hadn't read it yet, of course, because I was like, this is on our reading list, but we haven't read it yet. And she was like, it was really good right up until the end where the happily ever after for the couple involves one woman having a baby with a guy who is emotionally and physically, physically yeah. abusive to her, which we kind of skipped over. But that's true of Alex's situation. She would have much rather had a baby with Nate, I'm sure, who's both a billionaire and kind. Yeah. And then... The the other, like, female villain in the book is also in an oh, abusive yeah. relationship. And then it's just kind of like, yay for us. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're not in an abusive relationship. And it just kind of, like, leaves these other, I guess, villains kind of hanging. And it's like this triumphant uh, HEA for the couple where these other two women are continuing to be victimized. And that really rubbed Bianca the wrong way. That's interesting. And me too. And I, I don't know if I would have, I don't, if she hadn't had that conversation with me before the book, I don't know if I, if it would have, it wouldn't have stuck out to yeah, me yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as it did to her. I don't know. Um, but I did want to say that because me, I reading it, I really did feel it at the end. Um, and I also hated 
uh, you're the owner of a hockey team now because girlfriend, because that's the whole thing she was running from the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. You're not wrong. She lost me at the end. She lost me at the beginning and she lost me at the end. But man, when he's inside her. That middle section. This <laughs> the middle. <laughs> Woo! No, really, I, I don't just mean only the sex is good. The whole the whole yeah, middle of this book was fantastic. It's just the, the very beginning and the very yeah, end. Chapter it two lost me. To, to chapter penultimate. Really good. Mm-hmm. See, that's really that's an interesting take. And I didn't I didn't process it that way because I never saw Alex as a villain. Does that make sense? No, no. Yeah, I don't think anyone did. But I think the idea of like, these are the two things that kind of stood in our way, kind of. I never saw that either. Because like, from the, she doesn't freak out about it. And he says, regardless mm-hmm. of anything else, like, it's not my ideal right. first year together. But like, you're mm-hmm. still the person I want to be with forever, Z's. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm, I'll be jealous, but you know. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'd much rather. Yeah, but do you it can't with say you. they're not relieved when they find out he's not the father. They're definitely of that baby. relieved. And in their relief is like, oh, I'm so glad the father of Alex's baby is just that abusive asshole, and we don't have to deal with it. Yeah, you know, really in that relief is kind of like a a sour yeah thing that's really kind of not addressed. Absolutely. And you know she's supposedly his his good friend. You know I know like her uh, his other best friend since college. Mm-hmm. Now I'm wondering because I didn't I didn't think about it this way, but I was super concerned, like Bianca was, and so I immediately Googled and I was like Serena Bowen Alex hockey's, and you know I was relieved to find out that this terrible thing right that's that's happening to her mm-hmm. is sort of the setup for her HEA. Sure. You know, like, like she doesn't Mm -hmm. end up with the asshole. She probably doesn't even have to deal with the asshole. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that to be true, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a good perspective though. I don't think Juliet gets a book and I think it's seen as this is the punishment for having cheated on our good hero. Yeah. And I mean, lava hot take, but good people cheat. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know that, you know, the, the idea is like, oh, she deserved this. I kind of felt. And I, co- I mean, I, I completely agree with you on that. And I also, I'm also of the belief that like, so cheating doesn't necessarily even have anything to do with your partner. You know, in this case, she said that like, it's really hard being a tech widow because he's, he mm-hmm. works 120 hour weeks or something insane. So she barely ever sees him. Mm-hmm. The other thing was it really seemed like her her relationship with Exercise Man had more to do with the fact that, you know, she had gone through this image transformation and it was it was more about exploring like like who she is now that she's changed this part of herself so drastically. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that. Yeah, good people cheat and, like, you don't deserve to be abused because you cheated one time. Well, no one deserves to be well, abused. Well, d- obviously. Yeah. So, anyway. Man, so Batman moat, huh? Yeah. Superhero. Mm-hmm. Superheroes fuck I, it. I did write down superhero romance on a pad of paper, and someday I'm going to see it and say, what was this? And then I'm going to throw it away. Want to know what I wrote down? Real superhero menage romance? Nope. Mm-mm. BDSM Batcave? Nope. 
I wrote deep inside her bat cave. <laughs> deep inside her bat cave. No. I wrote pool floaty fart sounds. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seeds planted ah. in different ways. You know. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Erin. What's your lady love? Um, do you know about the Incline Cider Company? <laughs> Proudly crafted from 100% fresh pressed apples. I don't. In flavor prickly pear. I, I heard it. Oh, wow, they're a great company. Um, and about half of one of these boys will get you buzzed. <laughs> Especially if you didn't have lunch and it's 5.30 p.m. Uh, yeah. Um, so, and it doesn't have no sulfites in it. Right. If you are so intolerant, intolerance, it'll be fine. No, it does have a little bit of sulfites, but it doesn't have any added sulfites. So if you have a very uh, extreme allergy, don't drink it. But yes, it's low. Gotcha. Okay, and that's okay for an errand. We hope. I mean, you see how red my face is, right? <laughs> Your beautiful face, you mean? Your beautiful, <laughs> yeah, it's, radiant it's redder face? than when we started. And I am getting very sweaty, <laughs> but I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> and it's going to be fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My Lady Love is um, Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver. What a weird. What a weird Lady Love, right? Yeah. But here's what uh-huh. happened this week. My two-year-old daughter has always been a completely insane person at bedtime like you know we call her a puppy a lot because her um chinese zodiac sign is the dog but she's that puppy that like at bedtime just does laps she just like runs Mm, zoomies the zoomies she gets the zoomies yeah Mm -hmm. and so we've been trying to figure out ways to like you know calm her down like Mm. be tranquil and stuff Mm-hmm. And she also, boy, does she love to do a dramatic sing. Mm-hmm. And she is a confident singer. Mm, you know? Like her mom. <laughs> she, <laughs> she is going to questionably tear up karaoke bars when mm-hmm. she's older. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like someone who may have mm-hmm. pushed her out of her vagina. Mm-hmm. So Country Roads Take Me Home is like this awesome song to turn on at bedtime because it's got so many long vowel sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that an awesome song to turn on at bedtime yes because she just stands there and she goes like i'll say country road and like as that happens she'll go Roll, and then she'll go home and then she'll go mount mama <laughs> and she just goes and goes and she'll like stand in one place and just belt out some John Denver. And it's, it's maybe nice. my favorite thing that's happened in a while. Yeah. It's that's very great. cute. And she's so, she's so happy. Mm-hmm. Like she's just so, she's so proud of herself in those It's moments. a happy song. She's it's so a, it's a good, it. it's a good feel good song. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my lady love. Okay. There we so go. you can find us on everywhere. We're, but not TikToks. So we're on no, Instagram. Stop it. <laughs> No, we're, I can't. We're on Instagrams at Heaving Bosoms. Twitter's is yes. at Heaving underscore Bosoms. We're on Facebook. Well, peep, our podcast is on Facebook. I am not. We've got a group and a page. You should like I them. I am. Yeah. Erin is queen. I'll be there. of the Facebook group. I'll be there. Sometimes I'll be too there for your liking. Erin <laughs> is on emperor Facebook. of the Facebook group. <laughs> Yep. It's great. And listen. Hey. Go to our website. 
We've got a shit ton of nonsense on there that's really great. You can find our merch. You can find our Patreon, which now has explicit content out of nowhere. (laughs) We've got... Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) She's referring to the finger licking. Okay. All right. (laughs) We've got the reading embrace. We've got all our charity stuff. Because remember, Uh the Read Black Romance design, we take zero of those monies. All of those Mm -hmm. monies get donated to charities that um, support Black Lives. So, keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love a farty pool float. Is that why you wrote that down? <laughs> a farty pool, pool float fart? floaty that's in the bat cave with a... That's in the bat cave. And then just like Don't a, let it rub up against those sharp rocks mm-hmm. or it is going to pop. And then and maybe maybe think about taking it into that side room that has all the whips in there. You know? Who knows? I don't know that that in the existed. Caves. Can say I th- maybe we should both write <laughs> should a bat cave <laughs> fanfic and see how different it is. <laughs> anyway, all right. I fucking love you to death. All right, I love you. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.